Welcome to the Contractor Success Forum. In this episode, we are talking about what a construction CFO does and if you need one for your company. When does it make sense for you to get more qualified help as your company grows? What can a qualified CFO do for you and how do you find one? So if that's of interest, stick around. Let's get into it. If you're new here, I'm Wade Carpenter with Carpenter Company CPAs. Here with me is my co-host, Stephen Brown with McDaniel Whitley, Bonding and Insurance. Stephen, this was your topic you brought up. What are we talking about today? Okay. Your business is growing. You can't be an expert at everything. You need some help getting your financial part of your business in order. And CFO stands for Chief Financial Officer, of course, and that is a person generally that's hired for the role of overseeing the accounting end of the business. But also I saw a good description of a CFO that said, Their job is to prepare for timely and important financial decisions. That person has to be in charge of making sure the financial information is correct, things are posted correctly, but there's so much more to CFO. And at what point, Wade, should someone use a part-time CFO or a full-time CFO to hire someone in-house? Well, can I say it depends? (laughs) I get this question all the time because part of what we do for contractors is Doing the bookkeeping is one piece. We do the whole back office for a lot of contractors, but we also will actually act as their CFO. And a lot of companies really don't need that to begin with. And I guess we can talk about when that starts making sense. But it's different for different companies. It depends on the particular industry. It depends on how many jobs and the size of your jobs. And if you're trying to work with a bonding company or work with a bank, So there's a lot of factors that I was going to go into today as we kick this around. Well, and not to mention all the thousands of other financial decisions. Should I buy or should I rent? Running these type of scenarios to give the owner of the company information or report spells out what makes best sense financially for the company. To present to the owner to make the decision, I would think, is mandatory. Could you take me through kind of a typical scenario of how a construction company is set up from an accounting standpoint? In other words, CFO, accounts receivable clerk, accounts payable clerk. What do you see? Most people start off maybe with the bookkeeper until they grow. A lot of times they start off with a bookkeeper, and sometimes it's their spouse or significant other or whoever it is. And when it is your spouse, that sometimes can be a problem because it's their second job and they sometimes they're not even getting paid but then they graduate to trying to find a bookkeeper and as we've talked about many times on this somebody can call themselves a bookkeeper all the time but especially somebody that has construction bookkeeping experience there's there's plenty of people in the industry and that maybe they've worked in the industry but all they maybe did was reconcile the bank account or paid bills or something like that but at some point as a company grows I hear all the time that I hired this person and they said they knew how to do all these job reports and they're going to come in and they completely changed my system, but I'm six months later and I still can't get good job reports. I don't know where I am. We're three months behind on reconciling our banks. You're a contractor. You set up your company. You set up a bookkeeping system yourself. You get some help. Hopefully you find a family member that's good at it and likes it. Sometimes you cram a family member in there to fulfill that role who doesn't like it and isn't good at it. And when I think about all the different positions in large construction companies, all the different people 
at the counting end of things, someone has to not only oversee those, but prepare regular reports for the owner of the company to see their key performance indicators, their ratios, how they stand up from where they wanted to do, tracking that information and saying, based on our common goals, this is where we are. And I know you provide services. There was a group I met out in California called Rena CFO. This was years ago. And they basically said, if you did $6 million in sales, you need to start thinking about a CFO. And that was a while ago, so that's gone up. But would you talk a little bit about it, at what volume of stress a CFO might be needed and the difference between maybe a, without denigrating you, calling you a rental CFO, I'm not. Folks need to know they can hire you for those purposes. But also, a full-time person that you hire, what do you have to pay them and what kind of stock options or bonuses do you have to work in for a CFO generally? Well, generally, if you do the outsource CFO type, CFO by the hour, however they want to call it, you're not thinking about all the stock bonuses and stuff like that. So I mean, you I don't have, demand half of their stock to work with them? No, I actually have had some of my contractors value me so much that they've actually given me a bonus, even though we don't ask for one. They just had a good year and they have seen what kind of differences we can make. But let me back up on that $6 million figure. I don't know that's a good figure or not. It depends on the type of construction again. And as we were talking about what a bookkeeper does, some point they say, well, okay, I, I can't even get my banks reconciled. But then they start realizing, hey, I really need to know where I am on my jobs. And the job costing, I think, is one of the biggest things. And so if they try to start getting some of that, and that, that's where they're finding they're not getting a good handle on their jobs. And one of the problems I've had with many of these contractors when I start talking to somebody is they don't know how to get started with cost coding. They get really hung up in this. We've had a couple of episodes where we talked about cost coding versus the you know, chart of accounts level versus getting the detailed CSI codes mm -hmm. in there. And that's what I see is one of the things that a lot of times we help people with. I guess I'm going to dance around the dollar figure for a little bit as far as what the revenue level is, because it, again, it depends on somebody how, that... How many moving parts there are. Exactly. So you could have a general contractor doing a million bucks and not being a lot of transactions. I mean, you could have a few jobs and get to a million. But if you got a plumbing contractor or electrical or something like that, they can take a while to get up to a million dollars. So you could have to have a lot of jobs to get there, depending on the size of the job. So mm -hmm. it's a subjective thing. And it really it depends on what they're needing. Well, so, I mean, base anything on revenues as assumptions is, is not what we do at the contractor success form. So it's, it's kind of repugnant for us to talk in that realm because we see revenue only as a part of what determines your profit. And it's the profit that we care about. It's the profit that the CFO cares about. The CFO, in my opinion provides so much to allow you to grow. What do you do when you have a lot of cash in your statement and you want to put it to work? What do you do 
when you want to rent or lease or buy a piece of equipment? What do you do when you want to project your number of cash flow days? What do you do when you want to build your company up to sell and make it worth the most money possible? The strategy of the financing part of your company and the risk management of your company can fall to that CFO. And like I always say, you don't learn construction accounting in college. And also you get what you pay for and good advice or bad advice from someone. It's the same with the CFO. In my opinion, I've seen construction companies hire a CFO just because they were told they needed one and that CFO didn't know what they were doing. It's easy to interview well with a contractor that doesn't understand the ins and outs of what being a CFO entails. What's your comments about that? Well, there's a lot of loaded comments. (laughs) So first of all, let me take what you were talking about. A lot of things you mentioned that a construction CFO would do, a lot of them would be very different from, say, a retail industry or manufacturers, things like that. And that's one of the, the questions I get when I talk to a, a prospect construction company that comes to me and says, what can you do for me? And a lot of times there are different needs. Many times it's more of we've got cash flow problems. We're in growth mode. So we're trying to grow through this. So we're trying to manage cash and get cash in the door. And there's a lot of things I can do with that. A lot of the heavy equipment guys, we may be doing exactly what you said, lease versus buy decisions on equipment. There's a lot of things like getting your company ready to sell. So many of these things you've said that are all-encompassing. Well, I'm sure you work with a lot of CFOs on just projects, some projects that need to be done. Well, yeah, that's a lot of it, too, is getting, even from month to month, just looking at job reports and helping the owner interpret what those job reports mean and seeing if you're winning and number one just trying to figure out if you are losing on a job well before you know six months later and your the loss is done and we can't do anything about it the time to figure it out is as soon as possible so there's a lot of things that go into it i would say also that there's people that can call themselves a cfo all day long and there is some art to construction CFO. There's some things that you just wouldn't do in some of these other industries. And uh, the cash is one of the biggest things. The jobs, you don't have that in, in a lot of the other industries that might need a CFO. So, And then there's the whole new accounting terminology that applies just to contractors. Right. Again, it may be things like scaling your business up. I mean, it's just integrating with another software product or something like that. We see that all the time. And ultimately, a lot of these people are just going and chasing all these software products. I've seen a lot of this lately. And they think that this software is going to fix their problem. Just, I'm going to go get this shiny new thing that does all these job costing and all these nice things. But if you don't put the inputs in there and you don't get it set up right, it's never going to work. And you help with that as well? Yeah, I mean, we work with certain packages too, but part of the key is the fact that, I think I've told this many times on the on here, but I have a contractor that is actually still running $150 million on QuickBooks Desktop. 
and they don't need all this other stuff if you set it up right. Now, some of these other ones like QuickBooks Online, if you're really trying to get some really detailed job cost code reports, you have to have one of these extra third-party softwares. But a lot of this stuff is budgeting, forecasting cash. It's partly risk management, too. It's more of like mm-hmm. dealing with insurance, workers' comp, and namely working with you, bonding agents. Yeah, I work with a That's, number of CFOs on their insurance, on their bonding, on the meetings with the underwriters. And it's about risk. It's about everything from the cybersecurity. It seems to me like it's everything involving the finance of the company. As a contractor, if your wife is running your books for you, or your husband is running your books for you, if you're a lady contractor, your spouse is watching your money as if it was yours. So it's kind of a natural extension to have that person doing that with you. It's our money. So I'm going to go work and you watch it. And But it's at almost every point in time, that spouse says enough, enough. And I've seen some spouses say enough, and they said, no, not enough. And they've gotten divorced over it. And I've seen every kind of uh, different scenario that you can conceive of. But to get timely and important financial information in order to make the right decisions, that's everything. I mean, to, to me, that is everything. I said it again. And the reason is because just like you said, if you're looking at garbage, you're making garbage decisions. But if you're looking at good information and uh, someone can help you interpret that information, then it's great. You know, I always say it's pulling with the same set of oars. Everybody. It's so true. Once you communicate a financial plan for your company and then you find out you need to tweak it or change it, the CFO's the best person to help you figure out how to do that and make the right decisions. That's just my opinion. Well, another area we really haven't talked about is more like compliance and reporting. Um, sometimes if you've got a contractor that's crossing state lines and dealing with licensing, mm-hmm. um, you sometimes have payroll tax issues and several other things, um, dealing with workers' comp, crossing state lines and things like that. Dealing with financial statements as well. And when you get a certain level, whether you're trying to go to your bank or your bonding company, you need financial statements. And in my role now, I did audits for most of my career. But what we're doing, number one, is we're getting great clean books. And so if somebody needs a reviewed financial statement or an audit, we can give it to that CPA. We're not independent if we're doing their bookkeeping and the CFO role, but we can feed it to another CPA. We know what they're looking for, and we usually can cut down on those fees as well to do an audit or review. The third part of it, which we don't have to, but a lot of our packages, we just go ahead and roll in the taxes. So that's where we are so much better when we have clean books and we're doing the books. And so October, November, December, we're actually able to look and project where are we, especially if we know the whole tax picture. So we can do the tax return and we can make plans to increase your bonding mm-hmm. while decreasing your taxes. And we talked about the, the different, you know, maybe a cash basis 
taxpayer versus needing to do percentage completion for you. So that's the compliance side. Any well, these are that? both two huge headaches that as a general rule, business owners uh, don't have the time or knowledge to deal with it. That could get you in a lot of trouble if you don't handle it right. And there, there's a couple of other things that are a little different, but I mean, how is it different from other industries? I think we've already talked about it. Focusing on the projects is one of the biggest things. I would say the revenue recognition is a little harder than most industries. You know, doing a percentage completion, and they've changed some of the revenue recognition rules in the last couple of years. Dealing with regulatory, crossing state lines, as well as some of the other things that you've got to deal with, and having somebody that understands some of that. Dealing with the materials, labor fluctuations, and pricing, and having somebody separate. Uh, I've seen a lot of people missing their bids lately. They, they've had consistent losses in the last few years, and they really haven't been capturing their overhead, and they don't know where they are. So there's a lot of pieces that go into it, and it is a very capital-intensive industry. So dealing with do you need a line of credit increase or you know negotiating that kind of stuff. And I guess the last piece on that, construction can be very cyclical. There's ups and downs from years to years, but there's also seasonal fluctuations a lot. And that's another thing we deal with. Well, that point, you know, as you're preparing to not have seasonal fluctuations, the CFO can help with that as well. To me, the part of construction that is so difficult is just all of the different projects that you may have going on at the same time and making sure they're accounted for individually and they're billed properly and individually and that the job costs are posted and allocated individually is everything and it's a lot of work well i guess if we can i'd like to try to address your question of when you need a just by analogy you know if you're looking to see if you need a cfo and you maybe you're in growth mode or whatever i would say okay so let's take your revenue i usually do start saying about a million dollars sometimes that makes sense million dollars and up in revenue. The most ones we, we take is usually the one to 10 million, but we have some that are one to 30 million. We actually have one that is to the CFO level we took on this year. You know, a very large city is doing 100 million, but they could not find somebody locally to do that because they couldn't find the local talent that had the industry experience. The majority of people at least start looking and considering it when you hit a million dollars, so say 10 million, that's really the sweet spot. Um, once you get above 25, 30 million, you may be needing somebody permanent on site all the time. So, mm-hmm. Also providing management for your in-house accounting staff that you've had to build up to get all the work done. You could have a million dollars in revenue that is just one project that's clear cut. But at the same time, a million dollars of revenue produces a lot of income and expenses, a lot of receivables and payables. And just depending on the makeup of that amount of revenue just depends on whether you need to rent the services of a CFO like Carpenter and companies or or hire someone full-time in-house. I just wanted to point out that our listeners can contact you and ask you questions about this, right? Absolutely. Again, it's not really just around revenue, but I would just maybe... So a million dollars and up is kind of a, a starting point where you think about it. 
you know, I would ask how complex are your financial operations? Are you on a growth path? Is your revenue growing? And that's where I'll see a lot of people, they all of a sudden are thrust into higher revenues and they feel like they're completely lost control. Are you getting into federal contracting? We've talked about, do you require bonds is another question. How effective are you in getting your job costing and really being able to look at your figures? Do you have cash flow issues? You just kind of have to feel people out and know where they are now and help guide them and where successful contractors need to be. Right. But again, a lot of people don't need a full-time CFO. And I think a lot of people have never really thought about being able to afford that. And it really isn't as expensive, especially if you're doing a part-time CFO type thing. So I hope this has helped everybody maybe think about whether they might need to consider getting better books or getting a better handle on their financial statements. Well, I appreciate you doing the topic because it's something I've always been curious about. And I wanted to remind you of that listener that said once the contractor success form to him is equivalent of getting an MBA in construction finance. So there's a real cheap plug for us. But then again, I want to remind our listeners, we are there uh, to help you. We've seen so many contractors uh, mistakes in different ways or need help. And that's what we're all about. Well, with that, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you all for listening to the Contractor Success Forum. If you're listening on a podcast somewhere, check out the show notes at ContractorSuccessForum.com or at Carpenter CPA's YouTube channel. Consider subscribing to our channel and follow us each week as we post a new episode. We will look forward to seeing you on the next show.